At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. What's up, guys? Awesome podcast for you guys. Doug Donovan's on the podcast. Now, Doug Donovan, he's the CEO of Interplay Learning. If you don't know what Interplay Learning is just yet, well, you will after this podcast because it's a pretty cool platform that they've been building for the last 10 years. Basically, it's a skilled trades training online on-demand platform. They have virtual reality. They have point-of-view simulation that's web-based. So you can go in as an individual or you can go in as a company to train your technicians. Very, very cool stuff. Now, I learned about this a little while ago and I'm going to explain to Doug that his brother Brian reached out to me about three, four months ago and we had talked about technology and stuff and he introduced me to, to how their platform works and how they're using it to train technicians. Now, I thought it was super cool because right away, I mean, it's hard to throw a technician out in the field. Hey, go do this, go do that, go do this. So if you can put them inside a comfortable area, like a training center, boardroom or something like that, and and give them simulation training before they actually go out into the field, it, it's going to help a little bit, I think. One of the other cool things we're going to talk about closer to the end of the podcast is how Interplay Learning has helped manufacturers create training programs for their own equipment so we're going to talk about uh carrier specifically because carrier was brought up sort of first by doug and one of the heat pumps a carrier has how they've developed training and it's done through carrier but interplay learning has developed that virtual training for that piece of equipment i think this is super cool before you go out if you've never seen it before if you can get your hands on this training to spend 30, 40 minutes doing virtual training on this specific unit before you actually go out into the field and work on it, I think would be super valuable for any technician to have. So anyway, guys, let's get into this with Doug. Great conversation, great guy. This is the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Doug, how are you tonight? Pretty good. Thanks, Gary. Pretty good. Happy to be here. I'm happy you're here too because you have a very cool platform for learning and... I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it on social media. I know that um, my good friend, Mike, May- Mike Mayberry, HVAC reefer guy, as he goes on on Instagram, has has made a few posts about about your platform and your product, but I didn't really look into it further until your brother actually 
messaged me on LinkedIn one day because he had read an article I had written um, for RSES. Just it was called the Last Word. I think that's the, the name of the column, and I, I just wrote it about how technology is advancing and the older generation should not look down upon the younger generation because they want to explore it and they should not um they should not i, I guess look down upon them they should they should try to help them out and try to nurture that instead of ah, i don't i don't want any part of that <laughs> type thing so I, I wrote an article kind of based loosely based around that and he reached out to me and he's like i i liked your article and i think that um you'd like what we're doing over here at interplay learning and we talked for a while and I went online and I, and I seen some of the stuff and, and I think it's, it's phenomenal. So I think we need to get into the conversation about how, I think we should first maybe set this up. How did it all begin? Like it's been in the works for quite a while, right? It and has. It has. how, how, yeah. how, how did the idea start? Uh, years ago, I was with another company and we were doing uh, training for energy auditors, you know, a, a group you're familiar with, right? These are the folks who care about, you know, building performance auditors, basically. And we were training them on combustion safety. Uh, and and I wasn't the subject matter expert. We had a subject matter expert in there. And But in the program, long story short, we could only really afford one day in the field, and it made no sense to me that somebody could do one day in the field and then get certified <laughs> in a uh, in the field, you know, uh, uh, skill. And so, mm-hmm. and it made sense. I mean, it made sense, right? You couldn't charge six thousand dollars for this course, and it's kind of a niche trade. And you wanted to train people up quickly and at least get them job ready, if you will. But um, it became clear that they needed to get into 75 houses with different furnaces and different installations and different, you know, window types and all those things that affect um, the, the combustion safety or affect, in this, in this case, building performance. And so we quickly figured out, you know, you could use simulation like they did and do in the military, medical and aviation and put a user or a learner into 75 different houses effectively, right? Change the furnace type, change the appliances, change the depressurization, all those things that matter in doing that job well, you could simulate that and get people to practice, right? It's not in the field, but really approaches that and gives them a chance to practice. And does that, does that make sense? It does. It does. And and when you were, when you're saying simulate, I thought of like uh, like watching a documentary on a, on an astronaut going into like a a shuttle simulator. <laughs> that's what that's no, what that's I envisioned right. in in my head. That's right. That's it. I mean, that's a good place to start. And people often know flight simulators, right? They probably mm-hmm. see them. And um, and certainly we don't require that kind of hardware. But that's the concept. The, the why they use those is to give someone field like experience. And they simulate that. And then when you're in that simulator, you can change variables, right? Like that mm-hmm. astronaut you talked about, like, let's, let's have, uh, you know, engine four blow out or something. And let's see how the astronaut reacts. And let's train that astronaut on doing X, Y, or Z in that situation. And you can only do that through simulation, especially in environments like that, right? You name astronauts, I'm talking about, you know, military, medical aviation, those are Lives are at stake. High consequence. You can't. You can't do a whole lot of live practicing in in, in many of those instances. So That's simulation right. takes right. the place of that. Now, in our case, we certainly don't build those Department of De- Defense, you know, six million dollar simulators. What we do is we use online, effectively online gaming tools. 
to mm-hmm. deliver what looks like a point of view simulation. So instead of killing the bad guy in a video game, you're using your multimeter and you know checking the transformer uh, or the like. So that's yeah, that's the that was the genesis of it, and that's really the 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 guts of what we do that's made a big difference. Yeah, and and I remember watching one of the simulations, and it was uh, I remember. Like there's a, there's almost, they're adding like characteristics into like a a basement. There's like stairs and stuff like that. And like, and then the furnace is there and, and it was like step by step and, and it was, it was pretty cool. So I know that there's different platforms within the platform. Like you can, you can put on a VR headset, right. And, and do this, but you can also go on your phone and do the same thing or maybe not the same thing, but you can, you can do some training stuff on your phone. That's right. Um, do you want to maybe break each sort of segment down of of uh, of this for us? Yeah, I'll do it quite. I'll do it in a slightly different way. So this is a, a big catalog of learning. So let's just start there. So uh, if you go online and you log into our system, all of a sudden there's hundreds of hours of learning. Many which many of those are in these simulations that we've talked about. But there's also video based learning, right? We recognize you can't learn everything in a in a field like environment. You got to learn the fundamentals of you know whatever it is, the refrigeration cycle, etc. So there's um, this whole series. I think the HVAC catalog has 46 total courses. We also have plumbing and uh, electrical, multifamily maintenance, and you know other catalogs. But HVAC is by far our deepest. And so when you're, when you log in, you log in as Gary and it'll give you, you know, you can take a pre-assessment and it'll lay out a personalized learning path for you. And, you know, off you go, you start, you know, working your way through your learning and the simulations, when you get to the Sims, you can do them. Yeah. You can, most people do them on, frankly, most people do them on iPads or Android devices or on their desktop at home. You can do them on mobile devices, although frankly, the simulations are not great on really small screens because it's hard to control your tools, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not, technically they work, but we don't advise people to use it. So they just use mm-hmm. the videos, but people consume a ton of videos on the phones too. So we're all, you know, all those devices are sort of primary delivery. Now for those people who happen to have, or a little more tech forward and have virtual reality goggles, it's a whole different level because yeah, you put on the VR headset and you can, you've got your controllers in your hand and we fundamentally trick your brain. Like you think you're on that rooftop unit working on that 12 and a half ton unit. Like you just, you don't know otherwise. You've got your tools, you've got the environment. It's really a compelling experience. And you can imagine how powerful that is for learning because effectively you're creating a space and a, it's as if we're in the field training. So yeah, but you could log in one day and use your VR goggles then you could be traveling the next and be on your iPad and you're still going to log in just like any cloud service and you're going to access Gary's account and you're going to continue on with whatever courses you want to continue on with. Does that, does that make sense? So we're sort of uh, device agnostic. We don't care how you're consuming it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes sense. And I actually thought of, uh, <laughs> I had a, a comical envision or vision in my head there when you're the, the, uh, uh, maybe like an apprentice with the VR headset on him. Like, can we like get uh, a fan in here, blow it on him and like start spraying him with water. So he gets the feeling that right. he's in the rain and the wind and stuff outside. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's real. I mean, so this is just the beginning, right? Like yeah. one, it's kind of a joy in my life right now to show. And it, it's kind of been sidelined, frankly, for six months for COVID because 
you know, with the coronavirus, the headsets are not that, they're not that readily available. And it's still a communal event, right? People are still, there's maybe a training center with a VR headset, but there's, people don't have them in their homes very often. So because of that, people haven't been using the VR delivery. They've been just using mm-hmm. the online, which you can imagine with COVID, we're also like incredibly busy and the usage is way up because people have either downtime or trapped in a place. And so they're trying to make that time productive. Um, but the, the VR, the, the joy of showing someone VR right now is just, it's just unbelievable because I put it on your head, particularly when it's a domain, you know, right. I could put you, put it on your head and I could put you in, you know, a dinosaur land and you think, oh, that's cool. It's sort of like being around dinosaurs, but I put that on you, a professional in this trade and you see your manifold or you see your multimeter and you're changing it to measure capacitance and you're on your knee underneath a unit or whatever it is. You just, and then you take it off at the end of whatever scenario you, you did. And you look at me and depending on your level of profanity, you know, you say like, holy cow, um, because it really is that compelling a, an experience. Cow wouldn't be my first word. Yeah, but well, I you would. know, I didn't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> so I have done um, VR is is cool, and I totally agree. I've done a couple of VR things. That the last one I did was at a a birthday party. It's this big, huge. I think it was. I think it's called Palladium. Uh, just in the town I used to live, it was a birthday party for one of my kids' cousins or, or our niece, and there's a VR. Th- thing and i did it with my son and we were just shooting these enemies like in this like country um like in western setting uh-huh. uh, like, like saloons and stuff and these yeah. aliens were coming down and we were we were shooting them and and i've done one that pertains to hvac about two and a half years ago at the cmpx show in toronto uh copeland or emerson had a a vr headset where you could actually go into a room and tear down a compressor. And I thought that was, that was super cool. Uh, So I have had um, experience with with VR and it is super cool. And it it actually feels like you're there uh, working on the equipment. Like when I took the headset off, I'm like, Oh my God, this, that, that was, that was virtually cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I mean, so here's, here's the learning science behind it. And the nice part, we didn't invent this, right? There's, we talked about those big industries and you can imagine the military and medical industries, they study the heck out of it. Right. And, and we work with this cognitive scientist here. I'm in Austin, Texas. And so she's educated me a lot on how the brain works and memory and and recall and stuff. And so a couple of fundamental things that the VR offers. And um, number one is when we, I, I like to, I like to use this demonstration. What I know you're, you're working from. I don't know what room in your house, but let's say, what do you know the color of your? What's the color of the rug in your living room? Assuming you're not there. Um, our family room or living room doesn't have a rug right now because okay. the dog, the dog destroyed it. Ah, and we, yes. had get, we had to get rid of it. The dog ate my homework answer. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> what you did to figure that out was you actually created that family room in your space in your head that's and then, right and then you I look, did do that and then you look down right and then you look down so yep. you actually use space as your tool to pull that information out and we do that all the time a lot of times you hear over and over there's nothing that beats experience there's nothing that beats hands-on training and i fully agree sometimes what's not appreciated there is the main reason why that's the case is you have a space that you can now sort of lock those memories in and go back to and pull very easily. And we mm-hmm. use space often as our first tool. And 
I'm a, you know, I love like Sherlock Holmes stuff and they always talk about his memory castle or, and he, he always talks about how obviously he's fictional, but based on brain science on like how he uses space for memory. So VR allows you to create that space. Second, uh, you know, you talked about when you're in that Emerson uh, VR environment and when you took it off, there's a reaction because basically in that time you were there, you had occluded the world. You were in whatever world that that VR environment put you in and your brain didn't know how to be in two places. And so you might as well have been there. And that's why there's that little shock moment when you took it off and you're like, oh, I'm in a conference or something like that. And so that occlusion of the world allows you to have presence like close to 100% on what you're doing. So think about learning, right? If you're learning and you're 100% focused and present in that, you're just much more, you're gonna, your recall and retention is going to be considerably better. And so mm-hmm. VR forces that. And then the last thing is you moved your body, right? You said you disassembled something, so you probably had to reach and pull and get down and you know do different things with your body. And the moment your body's engaged, your brain works harder. And so you add all those things up, you end up with this incredibly powerful learning tool. And I mean, we're spending a lot of time on VR, um, and, and, you know, not to overlook the online stuff, which is certainly good, but yeah, the VR is special, right? The VR is, I, anybody who's tried in the last couple of years, they thought, ah, a little friction here and there in terms of like the equipment's still a little clunky and, uh, there's no question. It's still like in its first inning, maybe, maybe pushing towards its second inning, but it's got a long way to go, but holy cow, even now it's just really powerful. All right, so when it comes to the innovation of pumps, vacuum pumps, when it comes to the innovation of recovery machines, Navac is on top of its game. You've seen me use the battery-powered vacuum pumps. A lot of you guys have went out and bought your own and tried them and finding they work and they work well. All right, 12 CFM vacuum pump. We have the NRDD recovery machine. The thing is fast, it's rugged, it's innovative. It's got a, a cool screen on it. It shuts off on low pressure when you're you're finished your recovery machine. It's got the tie-in for the recovery tank for the float. So if it ever becomes, um, if, if the float in that thing gets too high, like it's over 80% water capacity, it's going to shut your recovery machine down so you don't overfill that tank. So Navac is on top of their game. So check out their pumps and their recovery machines. Testo has some webinars coming out they got four webinars okay combustion analysis one with smart probes they got one with indoor air quality they have one on saturation superheat and subcooling i'm going to post the links to those webinars in the podcast notes so you guys can go check them out at your convenience sign up i mean combustion analysis that's that's i'm all about that this time of year maybe you guys aren't maybe you guys are in a warmer climate and you don't do heating but there's other webinars for you to check out indoor air quality would be a great one for you guys refrigeration technologies what can i say um they had to buy a second nylog filling machine because the orders were just flying off the shelves like the product is off the handle because that's how good it is because it helps in the field in field situations with a lot of different things flares um putting caps back on uh, your TX valves, hot gas bypass valves, um, on your Schrader cores. It just, it gives you that, that, that insurance and it's made from oil. So you don't need to worry about 
contamination to a system. It's just oil at a different viscosity than if it was in a compressor type thing. You know what I mean? So check out Nylog if you guys haven't yet. It's a badass product. Yellow Jacket has a new scale. It doesn't have a display on it, which kind of throws a lot of people off. It is displayed on your phone in the Jack View app. I've used it. I like it because it connects right away. Um, if the scale timer for the battery uh, shuts your scale down and you lose connection, you turn the scale back on and you turn the app back on and it connects back up and your information is still there because it happened to me on an actual job. And I'm like, oh man, did I lose my info? But it was still there when I powered it back up, which is 100% fabulous. So check out that scale, guys. And remember, save 8% on your purchases at TrueTech Tools using promo code KNOWITALL, except for Fluke and FLIR products. Let's get back to Doug, guys, and enter play learning. I Yeah, I totally agree with you. Just from my two experiences with a VR headset on, I, I really enjoyed it and I thought it was a cool experience. So so what about the non-VR stuff? Let's talk about that. Yeah, so we've got uh, the, the point of view simulations, again, are, which is what we did for years and years, right? We did, we did technical training using simulations without VR for, and we've only started in VR in the last two years, okay. two and a half. Prior to that, for four or five years prior to that, we just did the online simulations. Okay. which are also incredibly powerful in that. Like, for example, say you're troubleshooting a heat pump. We have a heat pump simulation. It has something like 38 faults. So imagine getting that repetition where you're going in and there's different modes in, in online learning. It's called scaffolding. And you might be in a training mode or a, uh, a challenge mode where we mix up the faults on you or even assessment mode where we almost give you no aids and you're just in there with your tools. And so you can imagine you can condense learning time because you can basically do those field-like experiences that even if you had a training lab, it's hard to create that kind of world. Uh, you know, like, you know, how do you have an undercharge system and then three minutes later have an overcharge system and then go do this and break the compressor. And then, you know, you can imagine like doing that in a virtual setting or in this case as a virtual uh, environment just allows us to give you a lot of repetitions and really help your system understanding. Mm -hmm. So is that point of view simulation, is that interactive as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You control yeah. everything. Yeah. You're either, if you're on your tablet, you're using your finger to like, okay, I'm going to pull out my, choose my uh, multimeter and I'm going to drop the lead uh, left side of the transformer to see what the supply side power is, or, you know, and there's procedure guides depending on what mode you're on. There's also these really fascinating, like we can put a live wire diagram up on the screen while you're there. So imagine that as you're trying to connect that, you know, especially when you're a younger tech, you're trying to connect that 3D piece of machinery with that, you know, that wire diagram. And, and so we have younger techs who will just drop probes from their multimeter and watch it on the wire diagram to be like, ah, okay, that's where the, you know, that's where the transformer is, or that's where the uh, you know, safety valve is or whatever it is on there. So yeah, it's pretty fascinating. I mean, if you haven't seen the 2D stuff, you'll also be impressed. Yeah, for, from what I have seen, it, it all looks very, very cool. It looks like you guys have done a lot of work and a lot of research to, to get these, uh, all these troubleshooting faults and stuff 
um, in place. Sorry. Um, so like what sort of training courses are available, uh, just for the guys that are interested and the girls that are interested to, to look at your platform, like what can they expect to see, learn or get into when they're, when they're inside here? I mean, you, you name it. So sort of think of it as like a, <laughs> at some level, an online trade school, right? You're going to hear, you're going to get everything from the basic, you know, HVAC safety to system parts to temperature, pressure, and heat to, you know, charging a leak check evacuation, right? Right down the line, evaporators, condensers, metering devices, right? Like intro to chillers, look at, you know, we have ductless stuff. We have, you know, ducted stuff. We have split residential AC. I mean, all, all we've been doing for the last two years is building online training content, uh, primarily for the HVAC industry. So there's hundreds of hours here. So we get people who know nothing and use us to really start and ramp into a career. And then we get, you know, those techs who've been on the job for a year to five who have plenty of gaps they need to fill in. And so they're on mm -hmm. there. Um, we have, and we even have some seasoned techs who, the ones who are humble enough to say, I don't know everything <laughs> and, and they'll get in there and particularly the Sims are exciting for them because they'll get to see faults. Maybe they haven't seen in a while, right? Like I had one a senior guy go, God, it was great. I saw a misaligned thermistor, right? Like I haven't seen that in the, in the, in a long time in the field. So there's some things like that too, but it's, I would say we have, we have more usage in that. Yeah, six, seven year tech or less year, you know, experienced tech or less uh, just because of where the content is, as you can imagine. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's deep and, and all the videos are everything six minutes or less. That's kind of our rule, right? Cause we know people's time. <laughs> we know how people think today. It really was built for a younger generation. So uh, you, you know, it's dynamic, the video stuff's on dynamic and active and there's voiceover PowerPoint, and then there's quizzes and yeah, I mean, it's an online, uh, learning platform really to build technical skills. So, um, I hope that gives you some, you know, a little vision of what that looks like. Yeah, no, that, that seems pretty in depth to me. And, and I'm sort of glad that you're meeting humble seasoned techs because I don't come across too many of those. <laughs> That's right. So I, it, can, it, I can introduce <laughs> you to him. Oh, to him? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Right, right. Yeah, yeah the other piece of it. <laughs> that's right. The other piece of it, and, you know, we don't want this to be too salesy a call, but the other piece, the, the success we're having is with those, the companies buy access. They'll buy 10 seats on it because whoever that service manager is or whoever's in charge of training, they have full visibility, right? They can assign you know, oh, uh, Bobby needs to work more on electrical or Sally needs skills in this and they can assign the courses. They'll see, you know, who's done them, when they're complete, have they, you know, have they completed them to the level that, that shows that, you know, they passed the course. Uh, all of that really sets up for a foundational learning program. And, you know, in the U.S., you, you, as you know, and I don't think it's as bad as Canada, but the U.S., the skills gap is pretty, um, pretty dire. And so people have to build their own workforce, right? You're not going to find a skilled tech. You have to make them. And so we got a lot of companies who have invested in this and said, look, this is, you know, this gives us a huge head start on a foundational training program. Uh, yeah, we're, we're the same. It's, okay. it's really hard. It, yeah. It's really hard to find a skilled tech uh, because they're all the, the really, I think owners of companies are starting to realize, Hey, if I got a skilled guy, I better, 
keep that guy or girl. I keep saying guy, but I know that it, it, I'm, I'm an advocate of women in the trades, but I always say guy just because it's my experience of working with men all the time. But if you have an experienced tech, company owners are like, hey, I got to keep this, keep this tech here. That's so right. they're not readily available. And then, and then you have the younger guys coming in that don't have the experience yet. And I totally agree. If I was to start my own company today, I would want to build it with young techs that want to learn and want to sort of advance and are willing to, to, um, open up and, 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 and I, I would love to build techs from the ground up because then when they get to a certain point, you're going to trust them because you know, you've taught them, right. You know, you've put them through the, the ringer and maybe maybe not in a bad way, but put them through the the ringer to, to educate them properly on how to, uh, interact with customers, how to interact with machinery, how to, go and search out information. I mean, there, there's a, there's a skill level to all of this. So I, I totally right. agree. Built building a tech from the ground up is, is a project I would, I would love to tackle. I mean, and we want to take the easy stuff off. Like, you know, like to do that, you know, I mean, hands-on is critical, uh, and, yeah. you know, showing how to interact with the customer critical, all those things. And so what we're trying to do is give you a, a foundation around the technical side. Um, and, and, and we're digital first, right? So you talk about building young techs, you better be digital first, right? Where do they do anything? Like ask them mm-hmm. to, for a restaurant recommendation, ask them for directions. Everyone goes to their phone first to try to mm-hmm. pull information. That's how their brain works now to go get. And so to be able to point them to say, oh, and this is, you know, this is Gary's heating and air learning platform, you know, and they see it's all digital and they can get on their phone or on their uh, tablet, you know, it's, it's, it's relevant to them and it attracts them to you. They say, all right, I want to work in McCready's. That sounds like my kind of place. Yeah, that, that would be cool. Um, definitely. So l- let me ask you how, how does the structure work for, cause I, I don't know, like obviously that this has a, a cost to it. So how does an individual, um, differ from a, a company training course or like uh, how, how do we differentiate between and, and the cost of, of each one? Yep. So yeah, our primary market is companies, right? The, okay. you know, like you're, you're heating and air, you might, might buy three seats or you might buy 50 or 125, right? Totally depends on how big your, your fleet is and how big your tech workforce is. Um, and what they typically do is buy a one year access per person. And that access is $300. For the year and you have everything there all the catalog you want you know there's no sort of an all-you-can-eat buffet and inside of it there's all kinds of features in terms of competency paths and learning paths and assessments and all that we won't get into all that but yeah so it's a SaaS based you know subscription as a surface and it costs 300 dollars for that tech that year that's sort of retail it goes down as you can imagine with some volume um and the individual tech, if you're, say, you're, uh, we call them enterprising techs, this is the yeah. guy on your staff who's been there a year and a half and he's kind of embarrassed to ask that he actually doesn't understand what's going on with X, Y, or Z. So they often get on and buy it. And they'll often buy the monthly, which is 20 bucks a month for that individual. Oh, that's, that's, that's really, that's a yeah, really good Yeah, it's crazy price, yeah. cheap, right? We just want them getting in there, learning the skills. We, I mean, we want to be that person's learning platform for life. Right. We want them to come back for, oh, I want to cross train into plumbing or I want to go deeper on my electrical or uh, whatever that is. And so, yeah, we're, we, we price it really affordably and 
you know, we just want to show the world what's possible with this kind of digital training. So yeah, that's the, the, the primary pricing. Does that, that make sense? Yep. No, it, it does. And then th- what I did want to ask you, I, I wrote down the word certification about five minutes ago, because I wanted to ask you if, if there's any um, parallels to any certifications that you get by doing these courses. Yeah, certainly. So do you guys, I apologize, because um, do you guys all use, you have your own version of Nate, I would imagine, your, which is the personnel certification here in the US? What's that called? So so Nate, Nate is, um, there are Nate certified techs and companies um, in Canada okay. because Nate is, a, is recognized uh, across North America. And I'm actually, it's funny you say that because in two nights, I actually have um, Tony from Nate coming on to talk about their new, their new training program. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Well, ask um, him about us because Nate has just, we just announced a partnership with us, uh, with us. So he may be talking about us in part. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's great. It was, the program is called us. Uh, geez. Now I'm going to sell the like CHP that. one, the new that, CHP. That, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The dash yeah. five. That's where right. It, it, yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk about that. Um, so and what he Nate, will tell you is you know, online when you're logged in and you say, I want to learn CH, you know, the content for CHP, there's, I think there's only one online partner they have and click through here to go to interplay learning. And cool. we've actually mapped our courses to the CHP uh, five. And I think we've got about 70% coverage. We can't cover anything. You can imagine that's a massive list of, uh, what do they call them? Kate's knowledge, basically knowledge groups. And, um, but we have a pretty heavy coverage there and we map it out for the users when they come over. And yeah, so we get some traffic now um, uh, that way, people pursuing the CHP five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I, so we align with the certification certainly, and and we'll prep you for you know we have certain prep exams like EPA six hundred eight here in this country. Nate ready to work, which is that sort of just getting out of the gates. Uh, we got a prep course for that. We got a prep course for a um, couple other exams. So yeah, we certainly um, we we set you up for that third party testing, right? Because we're not the testing agency. We're just mm-hmm. getting prepped for to go get your certifications. Or in this country, some states have licensing requirements. So mm-hmm. same type of thing. We'll make sure the materials cover in those state um, exams as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, we we got licensing here. Um, all all the provinces do in Canada. And Nate, I've seen, I, I don't see it too much, but I've seen some trucks drive by me on the highway that have the Nate sticker on them. So I know it's around here, but I just don't know how involved uh, Nate is in Canada. But I know, I know it's, it's heavily involved in, um, in the U.S. And I know every time we talk about Nate on social media, it's always very polarizing. There's always people that, hey, yeah, I got my certification. I like it. And hey, it doesn't do anything for me. And, and we always have these conversations. Yeah. So... I mean, I think that their new training curriculum, I think, is 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 a, is trying to alleviate some of this polarization. Is that that's the the that's what I get out of it anyway. So we're going to learn more about that actually um, in a couple of days. So, yeah, good. Uh, I mean, they recognize. I mean, their their hands are tied a little bit when we talk too much long. They're what's you know they're what's called NISO seventeen oh two four organization, and so they have some real rigor around you know, creating scheme committees and creating standards and testing to those standards. And in the, and the industry is moving fast and it's kind of hard for them to travel at the speed sometimes of the industry because some of those restrictions. So I think it'll forever be a little bit of a battle because of that. 
Um, you know, I hope some, you know, people like us can kind of fill gaps a little bit, like when you don't have time necessarily, or you're moving faster than, uh, their opportunities on that side of things work that maybe interplay helps with like, we have, you know, many assessments, so we're certainly not Nate, but you certainly can get, uh, some, a, a little bit of a yardstick on where you stand and your understanding. So, uh, I think there's a couple ways to get this done in the long term. Cool. So how long have you guys been working on Interplay? Like how many years you guys been working on this project? We've been doing this. Um, my marketing person is going to kill me, but we've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> so we started this company actually 10 years ago this week. Um, congratulations. I just realized yeah. that. I'm, I'm saying that to myself. Happy, I didn't even realize happy, that. I'm looking happy at the anniversary. Thank you. I'm looking right now at the, um, at the calendar and going, holy cow, you're right. It was September 10th or so, 2010. And that's where we started with that energy auditing simulation development that I started, you know, we started the story with, like that was the mm -hmm. genesis of this whole thing. When we did that energy auditing sim, we did it, uh, and I had a uh, co-founder uh, at the time, and we were looking around at the other trades, and we saw HVAC, because obviously that runs quickly into the HVAC world, electrical, plumbing. We were amazed that nobody was using simulations. So through the years, we've built so many training simulations in all different areas. I mean, we've gone, we've gone outside of the trades, too. And so we've really, yeah, we've honed an ability to, to move somebody in a, in a 3D environment uh, on a technical skill set and, and we're good at it now. And I know we're good at it now because we were bad at it with a couple of those products. <laughs> Some of them, you know, it's hard to move somebody in their technical understanding. And, um, and so we built some good ones and some bad ones through the years. And then really in 2016, we recognized how big the skills gap was, how, how much pain was being felt by the service companies and the like. And, we decided let's go do this at scale and to do it at scale we're going to need a really big catalog and to do a big catalog we're going to need an authoring engine to do this smarter and faster so we took a year and a half and built that authoring engine that allows us to build these simulations really rapidly um, we raised some outside venture capital money and um, and here we go now that we're on a uh, a small rocket ship as of the last, uh, well, kind of took off about a year ago, but, but COVID really added another, another, uh, a little boost, if you will, because of the online delivery. Yeah. I was going to say that. I mean, there's a lot of companies that are in the technical, um, realm or the tech based realm that COVID has, um, given them sort of, a a lift because, We've had to stay back from people. We've had to, you know what I mean? And any tech-based app or or platform that can be utilized for training or education or helping on the actual physical job, I think has been used a lot more over the last six to eight months. Absolutely. I mean, there. If yeah. you, I mean, you you started. You you mentioned earlier, like we need to get some of the older guys to embrace the younger guys. The conversation you said you had um, with my brother, mm -hmm. and, and embrace it. And so, the catalyst. I mean, COVID acted as a catalyst, right? If you were kind of on the fence or you were reluctant, it was sort of like, well, we're forcing it to you now because you don't have a whole lot of choices. <laughs> yeah. And, and what they found is it's 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 gone well for them. That they found out how effective it was. They watched the younger folks really take to it quickly and 
you know, they watch skill sets improve in a hurry. And we're, we've been doing some case studies in the last three or four months that we'll st- just start putting out that they're really seeing an impact on it. So, yeah, that's uh, it's been I mean, you don't as a company or as a person, you don't root for a pandemic. <laughs> ever. No, definitely and, not. Uh, but it was it's been interesting for our business that we've actually accelerated through it, not something we expected at all. Mm hmm. So I got one more thing to bring up and then uh, I'll let you mosey on and, and relax for, for, for the evening. So do you have any plans to work with manufacturers to do manufacturer training in a simulation sort of based model? Uh, we do already. Okay. We actually, uh, client lists include Carrier, Ream, Rude, uh, Daikin, Goodman, uh, Johnson Controls, Gree. So it's it's the list is deep. Uh, train Ferguson to others. Um, in some of those cases, we're building yeah very specific training. So for Carrier, we've been working with them for a number of years, and uh, we built we built probably six or seven particular sims or specific sims to theirs, like the Carrier Infinity VSR heat pump, for example. So you can imagine our catalog has general heat pump training, but then there's also manufacturer-specific heat pump training that they serve into their community of learners. We don't have on our general catalog. That's agnostic. We, we try to remain brand agnostic there. Uh, but Ream and Rude, we've been building sims for them for a while, and Goodman, we're just getting going um, this year with them, so that's been exciting, Goodman and Dykin. So, yeah, they recognize to scale technical training and especially either COVID world, but even at the pace we're going, right? They were having trouble people coming to regional trainings or taking days out of the field, right? To go to two-day training. It's just harder and harder to do with the lean workforces. And so they're looking for alternatives. They saw us and uh, yeah, that's a big part of what we do now. That is very cool. So, I mean, in, in lieu of actually going to a training like for carrier for example because you brought up them first so instead of going to their factory and or wherever they're holding their training in lieu of that you can actually do the the training course through interplay learning and that is considered to be the training that's right you actually do it not through us but through their they have their own learning okay i gotcha so we feed it to them and you know it's we're sort of white labeled behind the curtain gotcha but we work with their subject matter experts right we work with their uh, we get their, you know, CAD files to build it, to, you know, so it's actually built to spec exactly what it looks like in the real world. We build it and, and, and we use their subject matter experts to build out that diagnostic tree or depending on, you know, if it's an install sim or whatever it is, uh, they're going to help guide that. And, and that engine I mentioned earlier, that authoring engine, that allows for us to do that. And, you know, our first simulation we built in 2010-11 took 13 months. <laughs> 13 months and about a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. And now, now we build simulations in about two and a half to five and a half weeks, depending on the complexity. And so it's just a whole different world. And so that that's appealing to manufacturers, as you can imagine, because it does allow. And, you know, look, we're not trying to replace their regional trainings or, you know, uh, distribution training or trainings at distribution centers. Some of that's still going to go on. We kind of consider this as another alternative and sort of that portfolio of training opportunities. So uh, and they found it to be effective and, you know, solving some some challenges that geography presents or tight schedules present that this is a pretty good um, all, uh, option to, to get mm-hmm. technical training. 
yeah, that that is super cool because I'm imagining in my head that I get I get a call from the dispatcher. Hey, you're gonna go work on this tomorrow. I'm like, okay, I've never worked on that before. And if I could find it on on Definitely. a platform, like a, a manufacturer that has worked with you guys or whatever, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I can go take that training with them, like before I go work on it, just to refresh or not refresh, but get to know the system before I even work on it. That that is valuable. Absolutely. Very valuable. Very yep. valuable. Yep, absolutely. And you're not what you're not doing is logging in and reading the manual, <laughs> right? This is the opposite, right? We want to really, when you log in, you should have some kind of active learning uh, opportunity. And that's what, yeah, that's what we try to deliver. Yeah, I always preach to read the manual, but I mean, half of those manuals are, they're, 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 they're filled with warnings everywhere. And you're like, warning, don't right. turn off right. power before you start work. Yeah. I'm like, come on, just give me the meat and potatoes of what I need to know. Yeah, that's um, right. And I don't see yeah. you on Wednesday night at nine o'clock jumping in and reading that manuals, but you might jump in and do a stem for 40 minutes before you you go to bed and then go hit that unit, try to fix that unit the next day. So there's definitely, mm -hmm. you know, we do say, people have asked like, well, what's the difference from what you're doing or why do people do it? And there's a phrase we use that we say, this is training that techs will actually use. And uh, we hear that a lot because it is, you know, it, it's appealing and attractive to use. It's not like learning's hard, right? You've got to, it's like going to the gym. Like you got to, you got to want to get in there. And so if it's, a lot of friction up front or if it's like you know like we said just reading the manual front to back you've got to have a lot of motivation to do that be great if everybody did but we're trying to also engage them in other ways and motivate them in other ways yeah so where can where can a, a company a tech um, an apprentice go to find inf more information on this kind of stuff uh, easiest is just our website, interplaylearning.com. That's I-N-T-E-R, interplaylearning.com. And you'll, it's all sort of laid out for you there. You could, you know, buy it on the spot, log in 20 seconds later and $20 later if you're an individual and off you go. Or uh, if you're a service manager, you probably put your info in and you probably get a call in the next in 20 minutes later from one of our reps who will walk you through the platform. Very cool. So, what was I going to say there? I totally, I totally blanked on that question as I'm scribbling on this piece of paper. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Any social media platforms to follow like Instagram, Facebook? We're on them all. Yep. Instagram. I think it's interplay learn on Twitter. Uh, uh, we're active you know, posting on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. We're pretty active on Facebook as well. We've got a, we built a nice little community of learners. They, you know, they turn to each other. They'll ask each other about some, some content or questions, et cetera. So yeah, we'll, we're easy to find in all of those places. Perfect. Awesome. So thank you, Doug. I appreciate your time. And, uh, I learned quite a bit from, from you about this platform and, uh, I want to check it out a little bit more. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. Not a problem. So we talk about how the world is changing all the time as it pertains to the HVAC industry, the tools, the methods, uh, ways we communicate online through social media and all that kind of stuff. Now, this is taking it another step. This is taking another step. So we talked to Michael Petgrave about how they've innovated a filter on the last podcast. Now we are talking to Doug about how they've innovated training. Now you don't need to fly, get on a plane and go to a training center for a certain um, manufacturer as he's we've discussed. You can actually do it 
where you are, set it up, and it's actually recognized as the manufacturer training, which is very cool. We're, we're sort of making the world a little bit smaller in that way. Because for me, for instance, I got a young family. If I was told I got to get on a plane for a week, two weeks to go do some training, that's probably not going to happen for me because I can't be out of here, leave my wife high and dry and go, go for two weeks and let her, <laughs> let her, well, I could, but she wouldn't be too happy when I got back home. So anyway, this, this is kind of an advantage for people that are in that position, right? So anyway, guys, you got the information from Doug, how you can check it out. So go check out Interplay Learning. And um, if you guys are, are liking it, if you guys try it out, give me some feedback. I'd love to hear from you guys how you guys are finding it or how it's helping you or how it's helping the technicians that are working within your company. Anyway, guys, I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.